Welcome again to Common Room's Perfect 10 series, a series of 10-minute conversations with Braille and community experts live on Twitter Spaces. I'm Rebecca, the head of community at Common Room, which is the community intelligence platform that helps you build better products, deepen relationships, and grow faster. You can hang out with us and more than 700 DevRel and community leaders in our Uncommon community Slack. So you can find us at commonroom.io slash uncommon. You can also learn more about Common Room itself at commonroom.io. But enough about us, about me. I'm super excited to welcome Chief Community Officer and Community Consultant Jenny Wagle. Hello, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us here on Common Room's Perfect 10. Hi, Rebecca, and hello, everyone. Thanks for joining. Yeah, super excited to have you round this out because um, when you and I were chatting about different topics, as a community consultant, you've worked with a lot of communities. You have so much um, vast experience in the space across industries, across different communities at different stages. So you had a lot of ideas for pretty neat topics. And then when we talked about it more, something that we see in our own customers and then in our own community members, one of the biggest things they're trying to do is build an ambassador or a champions program. But they also like there's so many moments in time where it might not be quite right yet, like the timing, just like any recipe, right? The timing also matters in how you treat the ingredients. And so we wanted to talk to you about when the time is right to build an ambassador program, what some of the key ingredients should be before or like to get in place in order to prepare to actually launch and then support and then uh, create an enduring ambassador program, some of the right timing for starting that program, identifying the key members, and then understanding like how to get that from zero to one and then one to two. Let's talk ambassador programs. I'm going to do this in a format of a little bit who, what, why, where, when, how, and then leave you with some examples. Uh, and hopefully that will be the best way to package this in a 10 minute, oh, now nine minute time frame. So let's start with uh, the first one. What? What is an ambassador program? Well, let me first let you uh, tell you that these are often called other names. So when I say ambassador program, you might have heard this kind of a program being referred to as a super user program, MVP, VIP, champions, advocacy program. So whatever you are branding it or referencing it, essentially, it is some kind of an inner circle of your community members. And for people to be in this inner circle, they have to have qualified in some kind of way. Uh, so they, they, they have to contributed so much or done a certain level of activity. Uh, and so that technically is what an ambassador program is. Now, why? Why would you need one? <laughs> so usually when a brand or company is ready to create an ambassador program, uh, it means that a couple things. First, they are looking to make a deeper relationship with some of their community members. They are looking to thank their community uh, members and recognize them in a way that no one else gets, like a certain level of status almost, right, that no one else in the community is going to get. And a third way is usually because the community or brand, you know, wants to, would like something in exchange. And maybe in exchange, it's just a promise from those members that, hey, by being part of this program, you will uh, continue to post at least once a week or just continue the commitment and consistency that you have had. Um, or maybe the brand needs a little bit of moderation help. So they're saying to these ambassadors, hey, if you help us moderating on these days of the week, you know, in exchange, we'll give you this status, we'll throw some swag in or something. So that is, you know, usually some of the whys behind, uh, behind this. So the third aspect here is just the when. When is a company or a brand ready for a program like this? Uh, I don't have any data to present on this. All I can tell you is that from my years of experience, I, I see the best success in these when they are launched at least six months to a year after your community has gone live. 
Uh, and the reason being is because you want to maybe pull some reports and look at some data about who your most active members have been in the last six months, in the last year. You don't want to invite someone to a program like this if they were what we call a one-hit wonder, right? They came in for one week and they answered a bunch of questions and they were a very active member and then they disappeared, right? Um, and those people still might be showing up high on your report. So you kind of have to do a little detective work in this regard um, and uh, to make sure that you're finding the right people. But that is the time frame I recommend. Again, it's at least six months to a year after your community has launched. And that way, the reports that you get out of that are going to be uh, showing you your, the most active members on there. So now the fourth aspect is who and who really makes a good ambassador. All right, so you've waited six months till after your community launched, and now you want to identify these people. Like I said, usually link a report based on some kind of metrics of activity is the way to go. But even after you get that report, and let's say you get the top 50 uh, members from your community, you need to go through and just kind of look at their individual behavior. Because just because they might be showing up on a report for their activity, does not necessarily mean they're going to be the best ambassador. So for example, someone might be showing up because they have the most posts out of all top 50 members. But when you go and look at their posts, you see that they're just replying with emojis all the time. And while that might be nice and fun, and they use great emojis, uh, that might not necessarily be the kind of ambassador you're looking for. Because I think you're looking for someone who is offering very uh, valuable responses, who's engaging with other members and really trying to help other people. And you can see that in the conversation. So after you have your report of your top 50, maybe it's just top 10, whatever number you choose, spend time going through that person's profile, looking at their conversation style. Um, even when they are being helpful, is it the right kind of tone that you would want in an ambassador? Um, are they being kind and mindful uh, and respectful? Are they following the community guidelines? And from there, you can narrow it down to the people who you will invite uh, into this, this invite-only program, which is what they typically are. Okay, so the next aspect is my, my fifth point here, how, and the how is how do you reward them? And typically these uh, members, one of the reasons they have been so active is they have usually have some kind of loyalty or passion for your product or service that is deeper than most members, right? Uh, they might even have a knowledge level of how to use your, or having uh, been part of your services before that nobody else has. So really you want to tap into that, but you also wanna make it worth their while if they're going to be part of a program like this. So, um, you know, I really think about the best ways that incentivize these ambassadors. Uh, and sometimes that requires budget. Sometimes I've had plenty of clients who didn't have budget. So some of the obvious budget things might be like um, buying them specific swag just for ambassadors. I have had clients who were able to fly their ambassadors in for kind of a, a one or two day conference, just them alone, and you know tell them all these different plans for the community, for the business. And then my clients who haven't had budget, well, they've done things like, you know, just offer early entry into a talk or maybe, um, you know, the ambassadors kind of get announcements before everybody else does. Maybe the ambassadors get to be on a call with someone who's an executive in the company once a month and they get that precious one-on-one -on -one time. So that's just a couple of examples of how you can reward them. The last thing I want to leave you with here are examples of two businesses and brands that I think are doing a fantastic job with their ambassador programs. Uh, and so from a B2B standpoint, if you Google the Atlassian community leaders, you will see what a fantastic job they are doing, really um, harnessing the knowledge and expertise of their most active members into their community leaders program. So once again, that was Atlassian community leaders that you can Google. Um, from a B2C perspective, 
the Sephora Community Ambassadors. This is a fairly new program. I'm happy to say I was uh, part of helping them uh, create this and execute this when it launched back in April. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's a very large community. So it's, it's, it's you've got to really put the time and work in to even be considered to be invited to be an ambassador. Once again, that was the Sephora Community Ambassadors that you can Google. So that are, that's my quick tips, the magical ingredients, I think, for an ambassador program. And I just want to say that if anyone wants to dive into these deeper, uh, we can do so. Just, um, you know, let me know your questions by going into the Uncommon community on Slack. And we'll talk more about it there. And we can go even deeper. Wow, Jenny, you made my job so easy that I just got to listen. And I, I took some notes, of course, as I always do. But I was like, oh, wow, OK. I was like, so thank you for walking through the five W's and the H. Jenny, there's a couple of things I wanted to, to double click on. One is agree. Twitter spaces definitely at least needs the party hat, likely the heart, and at least yes. a high five emoji. <laughs> yeah. um, two is I love your, like, your, like, not every member, even if they're very active, doesn't necessarily mean they might be the right fit for an ambassador program. Um, yeah. And so something that I think you know, but that we're really excited about at Common Room, right, is that uh, we show you views of your members of the activity they've done, and we have reporting views so that way you can really uncover quickly their conversation <laughs> style, their number and types of activity, the contributions they've made across your different community channels, their level of activity over time, and then what those contributions are and how other people have responded. And so I think you're totally nailing all the different things that we see as very important to understanding who your community members are and which ones would be right for an ambassador program. And so I'm so glad that we get to also build a tool that makes identifying those people a bit easier in the terms of like, you're like, hey, this is going to be some detective work. And hopefully we get to eliminate some of that detective work. Um, mm -hmm. through what I was really interested as well in, in your like very in-depth overview of the, the W's and the H is you talked a bit about like intrinsic motivation, right? Or, or what are some of the ways that you can reward someone and acknowledge someone for their excellent work, which I think is such a huge part. And some of that is like really special flat, flag, swag, or flying people in for a special event. Mm. But then also these ideas of like, you know, early access into, um, in, into a talk or perhaps mm. early access to submit an RFP to give a talk or access to internal teams or product roadmap sessions or to an executive. So I think some of that is, is almost getting towards that idea of intrinsic motivation, right? Like this person wants to be involved in this community because they derive value from it. Um, and then they're motivated to do more in that community, which I think is a, is a you know, virtuous flywheel of being a great ambassador. Um, and so I don't know if you were here for Mark and Mike's talk about Web3, but they were talking about how part of Web3 and like that paradigm shift of thinking is this idea of being able to make sure that the motivations of your community members are, are truly to be contributory, I guess within that community. And I'm wondering if, if you see any, any specific intersections between um, like how you, how an ambassador program could both be a reward and a carrot for someone in a community and whether or not that has any, any relation to Web3 and this idea of building um, communities that are like, that are, that are really driven by those intrinsic motivations of wanting to show up for your community. I absolutely see some alignment between Web3 and, of course, the ambassador communities that we've seen in uh, ambassador programs today. And I definitely think that what it comes down to in the intrinsic motivation is that that level of motivation um, it, it is about usually mastery or expertise or someone wanting to better their skills um, and also usually some, about some kind of a, a status that they want to show. Um, but that status has to come <laughs> with earning it, right? Like completing a certification maybe or, um, you know, being active enough that you even get the opportunity to be named an ambassador. So, um you know, that intrinsic notification is going to be a driver and, uh, and I can see how that is 
relevant in Web3 today. Um, but also when in hearing what uh, Matt and Mark were talking about, a lot of those aspects too are, you know, we're talking incentives for community members and they were, and a lot of the concepts around Web3 are just incentives. And um, so I think some differences that I'm hearing is that some of these incentives in Web3 are more like you have to do these things um, to even get into another community. So while we're talking kind of inner rings here, this is almost like you have to do these things like to be part of this community over here. It's all very fascinating. It's all very young and I'm closely following where it's going to go. Um, so I do think there are some overlaps and some similarities. And uh, I just think we're going to start to see that become a lot more clear on you know what, what those are and how exactly they benefit both communities and Web3 as time goes on. Yeah, I appreciate you following it. I'm I'm still in the phase of like trying to learn about it. I'm like, okay, what? Okay, all right. What's the vocabulary? And um, so, one more question before before um, we log off from this marathon, before we pass 26.2 miles with you holding your hand through the final um, stretch, is across your vast experience, have you seen any gotchas in terms of um, building an ambassador program? Like, hey, you know, I've seen people try to build it, you know, too early, or they tried to do this or this, but it didn't quite work. Are there any moments of like uh, of caution that you would like to, to offer as someone's thinking through um, starting to build their ambassador program and bring those ingredients together? Yes. A big gotcha I have seen before is in the kind of preparation of a program like this. The right way to do this is to plan with your community. Maybe tap a few members and let them know, hey, we're thinking about starting this. Not sure, but if we were, you know, what would you like to see in this type of program? What would be something that would be a great incentive for you to be in this program? Doing that necessary prep work and research ahead of time will help you identify the right kinds of rewards that will really speak to the ambassadors and get them to raise their hand and be like, yes, I want to be part of this. And I've definitely seen brands just jump into it and it, and not a lot of people really wanted to accept the invitation because it wasn't worth their while and what was being, the benefits being offered. So everyone do your research, do your prep, talk to your members and find out, you know, what motivates them and plan from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And before we let you go, um, thank you for calling out that you can be contacted through the Uncommon Slack. But also you have a really great website in terms of your community strategy and consultancy. So where can people find you there? Thank you. Just type into your browser, jenny.community. That's jenny.community. And then you can also find all my social channels from there as well. And Jenny also sends out a, a pretty fun to read accessible newsletter as well. So I will also plug that too. Oh, thank um, you, Rebecca. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on and for holding our hand through the final stretch, crossing the finish line. Um, all listeners, whether or not you got to listen now or whether or not you're going to listen a little bit later, you got to hop in and then hop out. We'll also... We've been recording this, and so it'll be you'll be able to find it on our Twitter account at Common Room HQ. We're also going to break it up into mini ten minute sessions or fifteen minute sessions with the Q and A, and then release it as you know individual podcasts so you can find your favorite speaker and return to that. And um, thanks so much, everyone, for joining us. You've been listening to Common Room's Perfect Ten series, which is our series of ten minute conversations with DevRel and community experts. We will certainly have more. Um, in the coming days and weeks, and we'll feature more community members as well and the excellent things they're building alongside their communities. So thank you so much for spending time with me and this voice repeatedly. I'm Rebecca, the head of community at Common Room, um, which is a community intelligence platform that helps you build better products, deepen relationships, and grow faster. You can find me at my talking avatar. I'm at Becca Odlay. You can follow us at Common Room HQ. And you can also find me and the community team at Common Room at the Uncommon Slack. So follow that at or find that at commonroom.io slash uncommon um, and join us on Slack. Come say hello to the community, ask community questions, seek more community building strategy. We have threads going on there. We have office hours. I hope you all have a really, really excellent 
morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on where you are, and happy community building.